0: Latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, 1220 KDOW.
1: Hello, hello. Good day. Oh, boy. Let's talk about the markets, SP, the Dow the NASDAQ have all had this bullish disposition in the past two days. President Trump said last night that not enough progress has been made with Mexico on immigration talks and planned tariffs on Mexico will go into effect on Monday. if The deal is not reached. Most people expect that to happen, but a resolution to happen very soon around it um, because there's little to no concern on wall street right now as it continues to take comfort in the possibility of the fed could cut interest rates to help mitigate risks to slowing growth. In a similar but slightly different vein, the ECB, European Central Bank, which I know you're saying, why do we talk about them? They left its key interest rates unchanged, as was expected, and it expects those rates to remain at their current level at least through the first half of 2020. The European Central Bank leader, we have Jerome Powell. They have Mario Draghi. And he talks like this. He raised his outlook for 2019 GDP, but lowered those for 2020 and 2021 as risks remain to the downside. Initial jobless claims for the weekend in June 1 hit 218,000, um, representing no change from the previous week. It's a good number. It, it, it continues to, re, to reflect a tight labor market. So initial claims being the first time you've been you going to work... That, Boss says, "Pack up your stuff. You're fired." So you go down to the unemployment office and get your claims, which I'll tell you is not very much money. But some people get addicted to it. So Fiat Chrysler withdrew its merger proposal by Group Renault due to political meddling in France. Um, that, in of itself, is pretty surreal. So we're we're now dealing with France's government saying we want the third largest car maker in the world and it not happening. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. You don't want to be shy uh, with money questions. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to shame you. Um, maybe I'll, I'll say that's the wrong way of thinking in my book, but it could be fine in your book. Marijuana companies pitching their cases to be healthcare stocks. What a world we live in. I would not have seen that 20 years ago. But analysts on Wall Street now are starting to figure out, you know, how can we value these companies? Do you value them as healthcare companies? Do you value them as leisure companies? So top executives of three cannabis companies pitched their firms from the same stages as the CEOs of big tech, comp- uh, big healthcare tech companies, Gilead Sciences and Roche Holdings. So there was a big investor forum where marijuana stocks got to talk about their goods. And they got to talk to about them right next to some of the biggest cancer fighters in the world. Canopy Growth to CGC and Aurora Cannabis frame their business to investors as healthcare players. What we are is a medical cannabis company that is killing it in the consumer system, is the quote out of the CEO from Aurora. Our pedigree is as a medical cannabis company That opens the door for us on a global basis when we need to meet with the top regulators or policymakers in country after country. That's helpful. So just throwing that out there for you that um, 20 years ago, I would not have predicted that. But here we are. So uh, I own no shares of, of medical marijuana companies in any way, shape, or form at this point in time that I know of. They could be at indexes, but I don't think I own any. So, just throwing it out. Oh, what do we have here? Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. Walmart's revamping its signature blue vests in a note that I would say, who cares? What's slightly cute about it is they're going to use recycled bottles. Okay. We need to think more and more that way, right? Man, I have a neighbor who's, uh, how shall we say, a little gung-ho about... His hatred of plastics. So, just throwing that out there for you. He's the kind of guy that is like, you buy your shampoo in a plastic bottle? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, do I have other options? Uh, and he kind of scares you. So, 800-516-1220 to get your call there. Uh, National Donut Day. Ooh. Ooh. Now we're talking, Homer. Get free donuts Friday at Krispy Kreme, Walmart, Dunkin' and more. Woo-hoo! Okay. I don't know. It's celebrating the first Friday in June, the day the pastry was established in 1938 to honor the Salvation Army donut lassies who were women who served their the treats to soldiers during the war, World War 1. I. I know what you're saying, "I did not know that." <laughs> I know. It's it's what I do. Call it call me special. Thank you. So mixed start to the stock market after a two-day rally, strength in the energy sector. Alphabet, a.k.a. Google, continues to underperform with its now down 20% since it released its earnings report back on April 29th. So we've had about a month and a half. And they acquired a company called Looker, which is a unifying platform for business intelligence, data applications, and embedded analytics for $2.6 billion in cash. They are under the scrutiny of the government. And that doesn't feel like that's going to go away anytime soon. So we got that kind of hanging around the market. Fiat Chrysler and Renault, they're not merging after all. This is kind of a big story because it kind of starts talking about governments and their desire to have like an influence um, world politics of being a big car maker. You know, we in America, we like our capitalism, but we forget there's other countries that can do things similar to us. Main stock indices opened near the break-even line today after the ECB chief Mario Draghi appeared to seek to reassure investors saying the bank is determined to act in case of adverse contingencies. Uh, Christine Lagarde, head of the IMF is saying, you know, these trade wars are going to start hurting the world economies. So there's some kind of negative tone out there, right? Utility stocks, a lot of Californians learned last year that uh, what once was considered a steady income in retirement, a dividend payer, something that was consistent, was suddenly being charged with kind of murder of people and you know uh problems of not maintaining their equipment lines and uh it's noteworthy that californians learned that they're not as safe as they used to think they were but so far this year the utility select sector spider fund which is an exchange traded fund um has gained about 19 percent. that's not too shabby The rally in utility stocks has kind of left them kind of expensive. So it's probably fair to say that you should learn how to say that, yes, I like the value of a company, but it can look expensive. Google's down 20%. I like that. When you're being investigated as a monopoly, that's kind of a good thing, kind of a bad thing. It's got both going on. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Hmm... Kind of an interesting take on Apple. A lot of people are having opinions on this. I'm a little surprised. But Apple's shutting down iTunes. It's kind of interesting, right? It's going to be replaced with a music app, amongst other things. Over the years, iTunes has gradually shifted from a killer piece of software to a bloated and frustrating mess. When you go to look for your podcast, they're there. When you go to look for backing up your phone, it's there. So they're trying to cut down on the bloat, trying to make it simpler for people to get what they need. Using the new software release that they kind of announced on Monday of this week. The iOS 13 and the different various operating system updates to the iPod world, iPad world, and the uh, uh, Mac world. One of the big things that they're really pushing at is trying to get the user experience more integrated and smoother. There's been some updates to Siri that it just sounds more natural, which, okay. If I'm listening to an artist on my phone, let's say Beyonce, she was at the Warriors game last night, right? And it's a hot new track. I could say, hey, put in your AirPods and you can listen with me. Okay. I kind of get it. Cute. But iTunes is shutting down, and that marks an end of an era, so to speak. I think we all kind of remember seeing iTunes for the first time. I think we all kind of... uh, Those of us who had stolen music from Napster, and we were trying to get it put into our iTunes computer and stored, and I think we all had something to do with that, right? Um, And yes, I probably did steal some songs from Napster. I probably used that horrible thought of well, I didn't want to buy the whole album. Um, and then iTunes came along and said, you can just buy the song if you want. A lot of people hate Steve Jobs for that. That he um, has kind of set the course for music to um, have bigger stars, making more money, but basically killing the middlemen in the industry of music. Um, and again, technology does, cha- does kill things, and that's okay. At one point in time to see a famous singer, this was kind of one of the businesses that were thought to be constrained by supply and demand. The most famous singers in the world would travel from city to city. And before there were uh, microphones and recording mechanisms, that's how you got to see them. So they couldn't be in every city every night, but now literally one singer can be in every city every night. So it has kind of changed everything, but Apple launched the first version of iTunes just months before it started selling its iconic iPods. You may not remember this, uh, but it was in fact the iPod, not the iPhone, that saved Apple from its disastrous decline at the turn of the century. So at one point in time, Microsoft had to loan money to Apple just for them to stay afloat. Turned out to be a good investment for Microsoft, but they needed to keep the competition alive the iPhone would ultimately lead Apple to glorious stock runs, but it was the iPod that was kind of cool and got people buying Apple products again. So it was the synergistic iPod and iTunes combo that paved the way. Now, at this year's WWDC, WW, I want to get throw in one more debut, but it's WWDC, World Web Developers Conference. iTunes... Um, in 2003, made a huge leap forward by beginning to sell music. To that point, it was impossible for a consumer to legally purchase from a variety of record labels. With the iTunes digital store, it kind of put everything that they'd find in a record store without breaking any laws at the Apple store. It was kind of, was kind of interesting because some companies didn't want to play, and some companies didn't want the file compression angle um, and they didn't want Apple telling them how to do the music. But Steve Jobs is I think in large part credited with killing the album. Um, because if you just liked certain songs you would just buy certain songs. Um, but I remember growing up getting up and turning on an album and you got five straight songs. And if you were still awake you'd get up and flip over the album and put on the second side and sometimes you find some gems in there right not so much anymore vinyl is making a comeback on a lot of levels but I, I i don't see it making a big dent anymore right so apple stuck with the own not rent model for music for a long time and spotify said you know hey they came along and said let's just let's throw out everything out there and you just throw down 10 to 12 dollars a month and we'll give you music And they kind of figured out the average person was buying $25, $30 of music a year. So this was a way of showing the music industry, look, we'll get them to buy $150 of music a year. But you won't own it. So Apple went on to continue to fight and keep iTunes alive. Apple acquired Beats Electronics, which included the fledgling music service, which later would become Apple Music. Um, What's interesting about all this is, again, when was the last time you bought a song? Um, I've got Apple Music and i got the Family Plan and, you know, I use it to the max. Spotify has launched sometime around 2014. Um, I don't know when Spotify actually started. 2014 sounds too late. It had to be earlier than that. But, uh, they picked up a lot of momentum and they, you know, they kind of... Apple sat there and kind of gave it to them. So Apple's been playing catch-up on rentable music. Amazon jumped in. For some reason... Amazon service to me just doesn't feel quite right. Maybe it's some snobby. Um, but Apple has that strong brand and on your phone, on your you know your music on your phone, kind of thing. Or Spotify, this is, stinks to be Spotify because and they're gonna win this case. Uh, in my opinion, they have a strong chance of winning the case, saying that Apple charges too much. So even when Spotify makes money, if you downloaded the app from iTunes, Apple makes music on Spotify. So if it's $10 a month, Apple makes $3 a month. And that's getting challenged. So in video, things have been even more of a disaster with iTunes. The Apple Plus TV service is coming later this year. They're going to spend heavily on original content. But Netflix already owns that space. And big rivals like Disney are going to be getting in. So Apple is going to be a bit of a, a bit player. Could Apple do something like buy friends. Sure. They have the money to pull this off. Uh, But so far it's the death of iTunes. And I feel okay about that. I don't know. Is it too iconic for you? So uh, interesting note as they're killing iTunes, they also announced a new iPod with almost no innovation. They kept the same form size. like They didn't want to spend any money on it. They just updated the parts in it. So, I don't know. Apple losing their hardware mojo? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I can't stop thinking about you. I don't care if you exist. It's going
1: to be an interesting couple of days for automakers. I don't know what the border looks like right now, but I gotta imagine Mexico's rushing as many trucks and SUVs into the country as they can. A lot of trucks and SUVs are made in Mexico. Um, huge, huge factories down in Mexico, and uh, the Trump tariff issues would be a problem for the automakers who are struggling to deal with the trade war already uh, with China, which supplies a wide range of car parts for companies and the assembly lines. So even on vehicles assembled in the U S prices could rise by hundreds or even thousands of dollars because so many parts are imported from Mexico and China. it could be pretty interesting couple of days. And I'm not saying this is the time to get your deal. I don't know what the automakers are going to do. If they're going to eat the 5% cost increases or not, but the levies could rise to 25% by October, unless Mexico curbs illegal immigration at the U S border. Um, nearly $100 billion in Mexican automotive goods, including $93 billion in vehicles and more than $6 billion in parts flowed into the United States last year. GM is the largest importer of Mexican-made vehicles. 666000 I know you're saying, 666, that's the sign of the devil. Um, and the wiring harnesses are used on virtually all the cars, trucks, and crossovers assembled at the U.S. plants. So going to be an interesting couple of days now that trump's back from the uk where you got to see the queen of england uh let the tweets fly tweet 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 tweet. I haven't heard that sound effect in a while my twitter bird my twitter bird uh thank you i missed you little tweeter bird or twitter bird or whatever you are uh, but i kind of feel bad for the automakers because we kind of got through that whole nafta deal Uh, They were putting it in the final paperwork and Trump says, "Nope, wait, you take care of the immigration issue on your side of the fence. And uh, otherwise, we're going to charge more money for everything that comes in. So that's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, get a little Chad Burton action going. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now. CFB Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Best way to reduce shocks to a portfolio, both in retirement as well as in youth. Thoughts?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, world events. Let's let's just look at the last decade. We've seen a tech bubble. And then we saw a real estate bubble. And now we're right in the middle of a debt bubble. We've seen Greece. We're dealing with issues of Spain and Italy now. Uh, but what's next? Iran? I, I mean,
1: think I think it's going to be Mr. Bubble. Mr. Bubble? I think he's making a resurgence and people are going to say the next bubble is Mr. Bubble. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Well, let's just go with that. So the best way that I've seen to to reduce the shocks in overall portfolio is to stay diversified and rebalance often. Not sexy. No, no. Well, I mean, here's here's the deal though. When when people come and talk about asset allocation, it can go into other levels. For example, in your bond portfolio, do you own not only corporate bonds, high-yield bonds, government bonds in the form of TIPS, um, you know, also international bonds? I mean, if you're earning – if the dollar falls, for example, let's say inflation is a shock or a falling dollar is a shock to the overall market. If you're earning interest in other currencies and foreign bonds – that's a good hedge against the dollar. But the best way to do it is to make sure you have emergency reserves. And when you're you know, young and working at six, to 12 months of your family's expenses in cash. So if you need, you know, $4,000 a month to keep the lights on and the food on the table in your house, you need six times that a minimum in cash. Can you put that in muni bonds?
1: No. Cause I get that question all the time. People who want to use their cash to get higher returns.
2: Now potentially, I mean, there's, there's, you know, California tax-free money market accounts, and that's okay. You've, saw, you've seen issues, though, where that has you know, had issues of, of returns. You saw a couple of money market funds break the buck in 2008
1: and nine. That's, um, that's a phrase just to let people know that we never thought the, the buck could be broken.
2: Right, because most money market shares trade at a dollar a
1: share all the time. And the institution never wants to give you 99 cents back because that would be shameful for them.
2: Well, and the most money market funds are costing mutual fund families money now to keep them at a dollar Gotcha. because you can't hunt for yield. They were hunting for yield in European bank paper and they're pretty much out of it at this point. So it's harder to even keep, you know, their interest rates above zero. But with that said, it's, you know, when you're in retirement or close to retirement, you need three years worth of your portfolio draws in cash because world events will occur. Seven out of 10 years are positive, Three out of 10 years are negative. To get through those negative years in the market when you can't rebalance your portfolio and peel off gains because there aren't any, right. you've got to have the cash to live off of. If you look at your portfolio over all of the last three bubbles that we've had, balanced portfolios have averaged over 6% unless you drew on them when they were down. In that case, you're way behind. So to, to ward that off, you've got to invest the right way in asset allocation, have different asset classes that are doing well. Um, when the stock market isn't, and you've got to have cash for when everything is doing poorly, like two thousand nine, asset allocation, everything fell off a cliff. Even gold fell off a cliff in a really ugly time because hedge funds were having to sell it to meet
1: redemptions. Okay, let's ask. Let me ask some questions, and you short answers, okay? Okay. At this moment in time, do you own corporate bonds? Yes. At this moment in time, do you own high yield bonds? Yes. At this moment in time, do you own TIPS? Yes. Treasuries.
2: Uh, yes, in the intermediate term. I'm not, I can't tell you if I will in 12 months. But How about right dividend now, achievers? Oh, majority of the stock portfolio. Okay. 100% of our individual stocks, dividend achievers, and a good portion of our balanced ETF, no load fund portfolio is dividend achiever.
1: And you know, like in a bullish market, that most of those are going to underperform the bullish stocks. But yet you still have to do it. And in a bearish <laughs> market, those are going to save you. Well the, so am I oversimplifying?
2: You're oversimplifying because I think actually a dividend achiever um, – well, not it, just dividend-paying stocks. Those have underperformed a bull market. Dividend achievers are growing companies that still pay a dividend. So the yield isn't as high, but their growth you, – you look for growth there too. But where they get – you know, in a dividend achiever where you, 2009, for example, the income in the stock portfolio still went up even though the overall market was down yep. because you're dividend, you're buying companies that raise their dividend. So between your three years worth of expenses and cash and your dividends that come in on a quarterly basis, you've got that hedge. I mean, the way that I do it is I'm always at least hedging, you know, five to seven years worth of income so I know I don't have to sell anything. If we go through a period of like 2000 when the market topped out, tanked down to 2003, and then recovered by 2007. I want to be able to get people through those types of periods because they're going to be retired
1: from 65 to 100. Okay. I, I, probably what I should have said is that sometimes these basket of income producers make us feel like I wish the money was elsewhere. In hindsight, I wish I had it all at Apple. Mm-hmm. But you just can't do it.
2: No. Asset allocation, you're going to have to realize that when the market is 100% bull market, um, you will underperform a little bit because your bonds won't be keeping up with the the stocks. Your, uh, you know, your your emerging markets tend to fall more than the S and P 500 in a na- in a negative year, but they tend to do better in a in a good year. So
1: it, it's it all rotates. It all reverts to the mean. Talking best ways to reduce shocks in a portfolio in retirement at CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at law online ChadBurton.com. That's ChadBurton.com or his company, NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com. He and I do seminars around the Bay Area all the time. You can come out and meet him. He's a good guy. I think you'll grow to like him. One more thing I want to hit on while I have a brief couple minutes here is auto loans. The average amount borrowed to buy a new vehicle is now $32,187. Wow. The average used loan vehicle... Hit a record in the first quarter at $20,137. Again, wow. I remember when used cars were like a concept in your head of between two dollars and $5,000. That's changed. So we haven't seen a slowdown in loan demand. People continue to rack up debt. We talk a lot about credit card debt on the show and student debt on this show, but we don't talk a lot of auto loan debt. With sales of new vehicles moderating slightly after the best four years in the industry had ever seen in the United States, dealers and auto executives are watching consumers closely to see how resistant they're going to be to steady increases in car prices. Oh, is that a Datsun Mustang Road Killer? Um, I'm not a car guy, as you can clearly tell. Is that a Viper? Listen to that engine hum. So the average amount borrowed... Top 32,000 for the first time ever. You know how we work with computers and we go, oh, a computer's 2,500, then it became 2,000, became 1,500, then it became sub-2,000, then it became sub-1,500, sub-1,000. And uh, cars just keep climbing ever so slightly. Now, again, cars have a lot more going on than they used to. I've got a truck that's got that little side radar feature, which I love. I got the backup camera that beeps at me if I get too close to someone's bumper, which I love. Um... Uh, Clearly it's saved me a ding or two because I don't have good uh how shall we say depth perception <laughs> maybe the average monthly payment for a new car now five hundred and fifty four bucks a month, and people are going six seven years with it, so new car sales and loans are still strong. You have to have good credit to get the greatest uh loan, but oh man, that's just a lot of debt. Forbes released its self-made richest women list. There's some interesting stories in there, and again, the way I always look at these lists is in this case it's women entrepreneurs. It could be the richest women, it could be the richest men, male entrepreneurs. I just what you're gonna see is there's not a lot of day trading software. No one's made, you know, money with with by trading. You hear commercials for it like we're gonna teach you how to trade like the professionals. Uh, so, the only way I could pull that back into my own little world is to say, eh, no. Um, you know, Marion Illich of Little Caesars, that's an interesting one, huh? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.
0: visit rob black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Don't you get Don't you
1: get I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. One of the areas that I see a lot of people make mistakes at. Most of most financial mistakes I see that drive me the craziest are young people. And I kind of think that old people will get, and this is going to sound harsh, they're going to get what they kind of deserve in the end if they didn't save. And there's nothing I can do to help those people. So it's frustrating. Like, my best advice to someone who says, I haven't saved any money, I just turned 45. You know, I I know that I got to start getting on it. I'm like, work till the day you die. Start with that expectation. Because that's what's how it's going to play out. My brother Clint sent me a message on LinkedIn, which is always kind of weird. He go he basically, I said that I had that job anniversary that pops up, and everyone's like,
0: "Congrats on your job anniversary!" <laughs> um,
1: he said, "I'm going to retire in a couple of years," and I'm like, "Okay, good for you." You know, like he ran into a situation where my brother Clint's kind of a unique bird. So that tells you like, he's 63-ish or 60. I don't even know his, his age. But uh, he worked overseas. He was kind of a hippie. He backed out, if you go back and do the math backwards, you can kind of figure out that, you know, that was the counterculture time of tell your dad, you know, I'm going to smoke dope and get in trouble. My brother Clint was actually arrested when he was a high school senior, and he was an Eagle Scout for selling marijuana. And it hit the local paper. Front page said... Eagle Scout, black arrested selling dope, and my dad at that point in time was a crap dad for the rest of the the rest of his life. Well, until my sister until my sister came along, I should be more fair about that. Um, but Clint's gonna retire soon, and just again, it makes me start thinking, what do I need to do? Um, but I can't help people who. uh, Oh, and the thing that he worked overseas because he kind of figured out stuff late in life. And uh, kind of went to like a community college kind of thing. And um, he got a job in Saudi Arabia. And he did that for 23, 24 years until they started cutting it off Americans' heads over in the Middle East. And Saudi, the company that he was working for said, you got to go back to the States, bud. We can't protect you. Um, kind of a true story. So when he was 50, he comes back to the United States. And uh, no one wanted to hire him. He's an old dude. Companies want young people. They don't want old people. And uh, that's just a fact. It's sad, but it's true. So the people that I really like helping the most are young people. Because it's not as depressing. Before you get married, for instance, and before you get into a relationship, because a lot of people aren't even marrying these days, you should write down all the debts you have. I call it, I'll show you mine. Uh if you show me yours debt levels so and you can do a credit report go to like a credit karma show your credit report share this kind of information if you have any late payments share that information why did you miss them I think your spouse will want to know at some point in time and if they don't you guys shouldn't be getting married in my opinion and again I'm pretty judgmental when it comes to money issues when you're young and moving in with each other or living with each other, even when you're older, how much money do you actually make? I don't want to embarrass my spouse, but um, her job is more of a charitable thing than it is a paycheck thing. It'd be great if she did it in a small town like Tallahassee, Florida. But in the Bay Area, it's 25000 a year is not a salary. I mean, she could... In theory, to apply for food stamps, right? Um, but you need to know these this kind of information. Do you want to work full-time until you retire? When do you want to retire? What plans, what changes will you make when you retire? How do you plan to make them? Before you get married, you should have these questions. Before you move in with each other, you should know these things. Like... Let's say, you know, earlier in the show, I talked about the average car debts now over 30,000 plus is the person driving around a new car and they're going to trade it in every two years. That's kind of a jerk move to do to a couple to do to your spouse. Uh, Do you expect your partner to work full time or not? If there's a baby involved, do you expect your partner to full work. What percent of your budget, your family budget now, your household budget, if you're living with someone. What percentage are you going to pay of that and what percentage are they going to pay of that? Or are you going to cover it all? Will you become bitter? I could send out a list of questions if you want. It's not that hard. Um, but these are questions that if you can't answer, you really shouldn't shack up. How much credit card debt is acceptable? I could tell you that my credit card debt is paid Every month. So that I don't carry a balance. I, I may carry a balance, but it's not. You know, I don't get hit with interest charges. So I pay off last month's balance, but there's some stuff that's always added to it before that. You know, you know, what I'm talking about, right? So I can tell you that number's gone bigger on me. I've used credit cards more in the last five years than I did, you know, in my twenties. So I've changed. Um, did my partner change with me? I have an old bank account from Bank of America. It's old. And it helps my credit report because it shows that I don't change banks a lot. It shows that I've got some consistency in my world. Um, I didn't want to put a spouse's name on it. I didn't want to change anything, per se. First couple of houses I bought, I had to buy in my name because her credit wasn't good. So, that puts stress on a relationship. Uh, If you're married... It doesn't really matter. It's a the laws in California basically say what's yours is hers and what's hers is yours uh, on a lot of levels. But if you have like say an inheritance, don't put your spouse's name on that um, because if you get a divorce, if their names on it, boom, they just got half of your inheritance. Uh, and again, I'm being pessimistic. Maybe how many children do you want to have? When do you want to have your first kid? Do you ever want to move out of the state of California? These are questions you gotta ask, and that's how you can help young people. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.